Dr. Amanda Allen and Kim Luter. Good morning to the both of you. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about counseling in schools and just kind of start off here with just a broad conversation of how important is it to have counseling in our schools? Oh, well, we are thrilled to be with you this morning, especially on National School Counseling Week. It's imperative to have school counseling within our school buildings because our counselors have individual school counseling programs that suit the needs of their school population. And those needs include thinking about students' academic needs, their career needs, and their personal social needs. Uh, So they're really a tremendous bridge between getting your academic needs met as well as what else is going on with a student that might be a barrier to them really meeting their full potential. Given all the challenges that our students face, both academically, athletically, socially, is now perhaps the most critical time to have counseling available in our schools? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's a great question. So, um, I, I don't think there's any shortage of articles and, and media surrounding kind of youth mental health and how that has, um, you know, some of the, the markers for youth mental health have been trending in a, in a negative direction. And so I think now is definitely a critical time for um, mental health uh, professionals in schools and school counselors are definitely like uniquely suited for that work. Um, to offer not only support directly in schools, but to offer resources and connections to outside providers and um, also help families make that connection as well. Yeah, and school counselors, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to add that school counselors, with that unique positioning that they have, a lot of times, I'm also a parent, at home, we look at what's happening with our children and we can ask ourselves, okay, are we still within a normal range of development at this age? And school counselors have the perspective to see if if it seems like a student needs additional support and they can reach out to a family and help bridge that gap even further outside of the school building. We've talked very broadly about the programs and the challenges for our students. I want to talk specifically about Johnston County. What resources and programs do you have available to students in your county? So we have the comprehensive school counseling programs that each of the counselors or counseling teams put together in their school building. But in addition to that, when we're thinking about mental health and unique to Johnson County, we have school-based mental health where we've partnered with agencies in our region so that they can come in and provide support after a referral has been made to a family. Well, a family has chosen to make a referral and they've given consent for services to take away barriers that might exist with scheduling outside of school hours or transportation outside of school. And if that's not an option that's well-suited for families, we also partner with a company called Care Solace. And that company is a mental health and substance use support triage service, where even if, if you live in Johnson County, really, you can go to this website, the caresolace.com backslash Johnson K-12, I think is what our web link is, but you can go there and they have individuals that will help take what kind of insurance you have or if you don't have insurance at all and they'll partner you with either a mental health provider or substance use care coordinator to get support for you and it's for our staff, our students, and our family. How has counseling changed and evolved as students have evolved? Oh yeah, so school counseling through the years has certainly evolved. Um, I've been a school counselor for now for almost 20 years and it has it certainly evolved just in my um career but uh it 
school counseling, if you want to go way back, it started um, in the 1900s as a really just like vocational guidance. Um, that is kind of the structure or the reason the position was added to schools. And there wasn't a whole lot of structure to that position. It was really to help students connect with the workforce. Um, and so through the years, that has evolved tremendously. Um, organizations like um, the American School Counselor Association and even our North Carolina School Counselor Association have really um, done a lot of good work in providing some structure to the position and made it very much more comprehensive. And, and right now it is um, the, the focus is using data to inform uh, your school counseling program. So instead of, um, you know, kind of shooting in the dark with, these are the needs are at my school, so this is what I'm going to do, using all sorts of data points, attendance, behavior, um, academic data points, to really drive what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to impact students at, at the school. So um, it, it has certainly changed, and it will continue to change as student needs change. Okay. And um, with that change, the um, I think it was around 1990, the American School Counselor Association um, requested kind of a name change as well. So, you know, you, you used to be called guidance counselors. Now, because it's so much more comprehensive, um, we're referred to as school count, school counselors because we're impacting um, really the whole school and, and maybe even the whole community. Dr. Amanda Allen and Kim Wooder from Johnston County Schools, thank you so much for your time on this National Counseling Week, and thank you for what you do for all of our students. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much.